2: it's Superman, a strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, as Superman is still searching for them... Batman and Robin, having made a final, desperate bid for freedom and failed, can only stand by helplessly as the evil Mr. Jones approaches gun in hand to make good his threat. Now, Batman and Robin, this is the end for you. What'll we do, Batman? We can't do anything, Robin. It's it's all over for us.
0: Well, gang, the Superman Hidden Word Contest is now a thing of the past, but its memory lingers on, particularly in the minds of the judges and the rest of us who helped wade through the veritable mountain of entries that poured in. And that, as I no doubt mentioned before, was a gargantuan job that compares favorably with the task performed by Hercules. However, don't get the impression that we're complaining. On the contrary, we're very happy about the whole thing. And we're pleased beyond words at your gratifying response. We're proud, yes, very proud, that so many of you played the game with us and thought enough of it to enter the contest. And beyond that, we're even prouder that so many of you knew and felt the real meaning of the words all men are created equal, a phrase that guarantees equal rights to all citizens of the United States under our Constitution. Some of you mentioned that this right was not quite fulfilled with respect to some minorities in our country, and you're not completely wrong. But all of you will admit that things are moving in the right direction and that more and more all kinds of people are beginning to acknowledge that all men are created equal. And more and more this is becoming a meaningful phrase in our daily lives. So once again, we say a million thanks to all of you for your response to our contest. We hope more of you win in our next one. Of course, we don't know, so we can't tell you when that will be. In the meantime, we hope you'll continue to listen to and enjoy the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, on these same stations at this same time.
2: And now the adventures of Superman. Having learned that the famous Batman and the wealthy Bruce Wayne were one and the same person, a mysterious man who called himself Mr. Jones persuaded Batman to go away with him under the threat of revealing his secret. Then, holding Batman prisoner, Jones sent a man who looked very much like Batman and who had been trained to impersonate him to Metropolis, where he made un-American speeches and led Robin, Batman's young companion, into an ambush. While Superman was trying to locate Jones, who he had learned was really a rabble-rouser named Mort Beeler, Batman and Robin, chained to the wall in an old revolutionary barracks, knocked out a henchman of Jones's who ventured too near and searched him, hoping to find a gun with which they could free themselves from their chains. But the man was without a gun, their last hope gone. The dynamic duo could only stand by helplessly as Jones entered the long, dimly lit room. And Jones did have a revolver. What are you two up to, eh? Don't mind us, Jonesy. We're just playing patty cake with your gorilla. Really? And you won't play any more games, because I'm going to well, take care of it you Well, here it comes, Batman. Right Quick, now. Robin. Drop to the floor behind Jones, pal. Oh, my goodness, Leave this Say, hey. what are you two up to now? Drop your gun, Jones. I've got you covered. Holy smokes. What? Don't make me laugh, Batman. This is no joke. I've got your gorilla's gun. What a bluff. What? You heard me, Jones. Now drop your gun or I'll shoot. Help! Him, Stop, Jones. Stop or I'll shoot. He's gone, Batman. He fell for the old shell game. Sure, he's yellow. I never knew a rabble rouser that wasn't. What do you think he will do now? I'll probably come back with reinforcements. Oh, well, Here it comes. Stand back. The first guy who pokes his head in here gets a bullet in his head. See that, Robin? <laughs> yeah, they duck back like rats in their holes. Well, now what, Batman. We won't be able to fool them forever. Yeah, I know. Up on your feet, Chum. Come on. What's the gimmick? We've got to make another try to snap these chains. Are you kidding? We've already tried for hours. I know, but we've got to try again. Now, come on now. Put your foot against the wall and then throw yourself backward. Okay. <clears throat> oh It's no use, Batman. It won't break. No, I guess you're right, Robin. We're not getting anyplace. I wonder what friend Jonesy is up to now. Oh, something rotten. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. Hey, wait. What's that? What? Do you smell smoke? Gee whiz, yes. Yeah, and you now I hear something burning too. Listen. Holy smokes! This joint is on fire. What's that? That man is Robin. If. You there. Call up the fire department. <laughs> Uh-oh. Batman, John set this place on fire to, to finish us. Right, right Robin. <laughs> yes, looks as we've jumped right out of the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> Coughing as the smoke begins to swirl through the long, low room, Batman and Robin realized that their final desperate rose has now also ended in failure. Meanwhile, in the farmhouse of William Hempel, where papers are strewn all over the floor, Superman and Hempel have been unable to locate the envelopes bearing the name and address of Mort Wheeler, alias Mister Jones. You said
1: you were sure those envelopes were here, Mister Hempel.
2: Uh, they was, Superman. Like I told you, Beeler sent him asking for contributions to his no good society. Well then where are they? Yeah, beats me. All I can think is maybe me or my wife threw out. Oh, great
1: Scott, what'll I do? I've got to find Jones. I mean Beeler's address because I'm sure he's holding Batman and Robin someplace.
2: I sure wish I could help you, Superman. Wait, Mr. But... Hempel.
1: You say this man Beeler goes around the countryside making speeches and trying to get support for his Let Europe Starve campaign.
2: Yeah. Then he sends letters to the people who heard him speak asking for money. Well,
1: if he's spoken around here and sent you letters, he must have sent letters to some of your neighbors, too.
2: Why, sure. I was speaking to Sam Hoffmeyer just the other day about it. Sam says he got a letter, but... He Where won't. does Hoffmeyer live? His farm's just the other side of Meatfield on the turnpike. Good.
1: I'll find him.
2: See you later, Mr. Hample,
1: and thanks. Up, up, and away! <laughs> It says you got a letter from this man, Mort Beeler, too, Mr. Hoffmeyer, asking you to contribute to his un-American campaign.
2: Yep, I did, Superman. Well, tell me,
1: have you Everybody a about he
2: won't get no money from me.
1: No, but I... Uh...
2: I always say, we got to help them poor folks over there. Yes,
1: yes, of course we do. But uh, w- w- what about the letter? Do you still have it?
2: Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, I reckon so. Oh,
1: well, will you show it to me, please? It'll give me Beeler's address, uh, and then I can... Hold
2: on, hold on. seems to me i seen it over here in the fruit bowl. Oh, uh, usually we keeps all letters and papers and sets in here. Well, is it there? Uh, nope, we don't seem to be here now. Oh, oh now how will I find Bill? Be- uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I kind of recollect taking it upstairs to Sarah the other day. Sarah? Uh, that's my wife. Uh, she's been ailing some, so I took her up whatever letters and papers was around for to the time. Yes,
1: yes. Will you please see if the letter is upstairs, Mr. Hoffmeyer? Uh,
2: yep, uh, go right up now. Uh, you just
1: wait here. I will, but hurry, please. Every second counts.
2: Anxiously, Superman waits for Sam Hoffmeyer to seek out the precious letter from rabble-rouser Mort Feeler, alias Mr. Jones. Meanwhile, the ancient prison barracks, set in a vast, desolate countryside, is blazing furiously as Batman and Robin chained in the center of the burning structure, are helpless. What will happen? We'll be back in a moment for the dramatic climax of today's episode, so keep listening.
0: Gang, I just want to tell you a few words about a young fellow whose name is Chris Yorkis. Chris is 13 years old and a very nice boy, but he's having a great deal of trouble growing up healthy. As a matter of fact, although he is 13 years old, Chris only weighs about 40 pounds. Sounds incredible, doesn't it? Because most of you who are the same age weigh somewhere in the neighborhood of 90 pounds. And that's as it should be. Now you ask, why is Chris Yorkis so thin, so much underweight? I'll tell you why. It's simply because he doesn't get enough to eat. And what he does get is not the kind of food that puts flesh on a fellow's bones. And it isn't because his mother doesn't want to give him the proper foods, or even because he doesn't want to eat. Chris's condition is due to the fact that in the war-ravaged country where he lives, he just can't get the proper foods. Yes, that's true. You see, Chris Yorkis is just one of millions of boys and girls overseas who, since the war, have slowly been starving to death through no fault of their own. Like the others in the same boat with him, Chris's weakened condition due to malnutrition, improper clothing, and other unhealthful conditions has led to his becoming sick. Now, you'd think a boy like that would have nothing to look forward to, nothing to live for. But Chris has one thing, a faith in other boys and girls who are lucky enough to live here in the United States. And all the boys and girls like Chris are looking for you to help them. You can do it by joining the chapter of the crusade for children in your city. Don't waste time. Do that at once. Your prompt response to this appeal will help to save Chris's life and the lives of millions of other unfortunate boys and girls like him.
2: And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In a desolate countryside, the twilight sky for miles around is illuminated by the glare of a raging fire that is making an inferno of the ancient prison barracks, which dates back to the time of the Revolution. Outside the blazing wooden structure, a half-dozen of Mr. Jones' followers stand watching in awe. While to one side, smiling broadly, the rabble-rouser stands with Ed, the man who was trained to impersonate Batman. Well, Ed, that's the end of Batman and Robin. That's oh. a tough way to go, Mr. Dealer. Huh? Feel sorry for him, do you? Well, kind of. Uh, you get over it when we start spending Batman's money. <laughs> Ed, what's the matter? Where are the suitcases? What suitcases? The ones with Batman's money. Why, Why? I thought you brought them out. Well, I thought you did. Holy smoke. Come on, we've got to get them. No, wait, we can't go back in there. The roof will go down any minute. We've got to. There's over a million dollars worth of securities in those suitcases. They'll be burned up or we'll be killed. It isn't No, worth... we won't. The suitcases are in the kitchen near the door. For heaven's sake, come on, hurry. Well, All right. <laughs> Jones and Batman's impersonator rush into the rear of the blazing barracks, risking their lives to rescue their stolen loot. There is a rending crash, and the roof above them crashes down upon them. And at that moment, having finally learned the address of Jones' headquarters, Superman streaks through the skies toward the blazing barracks, then plummets down into a massive blazing, collapsing wreckage where he finds Batman and Robin who lie unmoving. As Superman arrived too late to save the dynamic duo, as the rabble-rouser Jones and Batman's impersonator, who, driven by greed and bigotry, pulled down destruction upon their own heads, destroyed the courageous Batman and Robin, too. There are more thrills and surprises in tomorrow's smashing climax of our story, fellows and girls, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time same station for The Adventures of Superman.
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the world's largest network serving more than 450 radio stations, the mutual broadcasting system.